Eighth edition is dead. Long live ninth edition. Uh, this is our first ninth cast of Mob Rules. Yeah. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Wow, that was our, our usual professional intro. Uh, oh, it's all um, scripted. Uh, all scripted, yeah. yeah. As, as, as it's often pointed out that we are a scripted podcast. Very much so. Um, welcome, of course, to Mob Rules. <laughs> uh, I am John, joined by someone who needs no introduction. Uh, so I won't introduce you. Okay. Yeah, you can talk at any time. Thanks. Yeah, you're <laughs> joined by Danny. Danny, Hi. the eagle. The, yeah. the stellar sea eagle. <laughs> That's such a bad sign. <laughs> I think like the the thing I'm gonna miss most about eighth edition and the lead up to ninth here is I have to repurpose the Stellar Sea Eagle sound that I worked so hard we really, to get. We really for. do. We really we do. We really do. We're gonna re- repurpose that for something. <laughs> what a couple of weeks. Uh Dude, it has been. It's it's been. It's 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 certainly been a collection of days. <laughs> One over the top of each other. I know, in a kind of like a format that's followed by many people around the world. It sure is. It, it is. sure is. Correct. Uh, what have you been up to the last two weeks? Oh, my God. It's been two weeks since we last recorded. It, it has been two weeks. Well, since we last recorded, it's been two weeks. It feels like forever. It does. <clears throat> um, let's see. We played a game of ninth edition. We did. Yep, we that did. Was, that was dope. Um, we, or I, uh, painted a bunch of models. Uh, I also painted a bunch of models. Yep. Um, I'm working on some more, uh, finishing up some more Necrons. Um, let's see. I built some, I built some new terrain, so I'm looking forward to getting a bunch of terrain built and painted. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, oh, you know what I need to do though? I want my board to be kind of jungly. Oh, um, which is different, right? Did you uh, order a bunch of like the vine? I'm going to go get some vine packs, uh, from the hobby shop, assuming they have them. If they don't, then I'll just order some. Yeah. Um, I have one somewhere. I don't know where it is though. (laughs) Of course. It's the curse of the hobby room. Oh, Oh, I have one somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Um, other than that, just been wishing, dreaming, thinking, uh, I did a pretty comprehensive write up for comp 40. Well, not just for comp 40 K, but for, for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyone who want anyone who wants to look at it apart from you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can't, no, don't look at it. It's not for you. No. Um, <laughs> uh, my, my review is for everybody. Except <laughs> douches. Uh but it, but my infographic got if you don't if you don't approve of your review, then you will not be missed. <laughs> you will not be missed. <laughs> uh I had a lot of people I made this infographic of like the average points that were that were up by faction. And uh, a lot of people took that without the like the qualifying remarks that I made about the data and like why it's not a great like it just to show general increases over the over factions it's not meant to be hyper specific or like compare everything because dude i don't have time for that so so what was great about it was we talked about it we uh received uh games workshop were, were amazing enough to send us oh a man copy. i'm very yeah i'm very happy about um, that that was really cool uh the new point so that we could play some games and kind of really get a feel from ninth mm-hmm. um this differed from our other review ones because it was received in a format that we weren't allowed to share so the usual Correct. kind of videos we make where we're like showing the book and showing the stuff off we couldn't do right so I made a really sarcastic video saying that the Chaplain Dreadnought is dead. Thank God the oh, Chaplain yeah. Dreadnought is dead. Oh, man. Let's talk about that video. Oh, okay. That video was excellent. Oh, thanks, man. 
um, iMovie in like 30 seconds. Uh, that, really? That's, that's it? That, that literally took me like four minutes oh and to, to plug in a bunch as, as my son drew back in the background just screams. Um, but yeah, it's just plugging stuff into iMovie. But like I was just so happy it went up and then it's gone crazy popular. Uh, it is. Which was, which was super nice. I saw Frontline. Uh, re- yeah, that was awesome, on. man. Uh, so we we made that, and then Danny, you wrote a really kind of comprehensive overview of the changes that that came from the the points mm-hmm. and kind of where we're mm-hmm. seeing from there. Um, you made because uh, you know it's as you're a professional in this area, you made an infographic that kind of show or a, a bar chart, I should say, which showed the point increases for each faction right in a vacuum. Um, I actually saw that graphic first on an Aldari page. Um, yeah, not on our <laughs> own page, which right. I get notified when everything posts. Um, but I first saw it on an Aldari page where people were like, oh, we're so screwed. What did they do to us? <laughs> yeah, people were pretty unhappy. Like, and to be fair, Eldar got hit kind of hard, like oh, yeah. overall. Um, even when you factor in, because like what happened to a lot of Eldar uh, stuff is you have to, the warrior cost is included in the cost of the model. So it artificially inflates the number mm-hmm. of... Uh, uh, like the amount of points that the units increased because they were like Reapers are like five points or seven points or whatever. Right. Cause they were just before like every Eldar model was the same cost. It was the weaponry that changed it pretty right, much. Right. Exactly. Because you know, the base Eldar guy is like a guardsman, right? Yeah. So he's not very many points. Um, but that being said, like when you add in the Reaper launcher, which was like 30 points, then yeah, their points changed quite a bit. But now uh, like everything went up, like they probably went up like 10 or 10 to two, or 15 to 20% overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still, they're still an okay faction. I think they're going to have a hard time. Um, or a lot harder time, I should say. Do you think even with, and we'll talk about this kind of later, like the changes to fly and kind of some of the, the board blocking you can do, I think that Eldar are going to be in a place where it's not necessarily a hard time, but they're going to be really list locked yeah. into what's going to be run. It's going to be real similar to how it is now. Or, or how it was, like, in 8th edition, mm-hmm. um, where, like, you had, like, maybe 10 units in the book that were good out of, like, 30-something. Yeah. And that was all that you saw. Now I think it's probably going to be maybe even less than 10 units. I think it's probably going to be, like, 7 or 8 units, probably. Sure. So, but they'll be different. So we'll see how that all works out for them. Yeah. We, we learned about the magics of watermarking. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mark seven. That's why I like that this episode is titled "Watermarked," because <laughs> because we we've learned um, we we've learned uh, as we. What's go. the EO stand for? Oh, sorry. it's meant to be ED. But so I originally oh. like I wrote out kind of this like list of what we're talking about today, but my handwriting was awful, so my wife rewrote it in her kind of nicer handwriting. Oh, okay. And she just mistook um, "watermarked" as "watermark EO," which I'm oh, assuming is "watermarked." Uh, yeah. So okay, I'm assuming she thought it was just some kind of like Pokemon evolution, where Maybe. it's like you know, "watermark" or Eve Online. Watermark EO, like extra original. <laughs> I don't know. Was it like, are we talking about Colonel over here? Or like, what are we? Oh, <laughs> Secret herbs and spices. Did you know, um, this is completely aside and nothing, not. nothing to do with Warhammer. Okay. But the official KFC Twitter account. Yeah. Only follows 11 people. The five Spice Girls and six guys named Herb. Oh man! Okay, six random people. I did Herb. actually know that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and that's that's, that's that awesome. is just peak social media. Yeah, it's right really there. good, that, man. That, that, that's super good. Um, but yeah, it was a really great article that kind of rounded up a lot of things. I know there's been like some super in depth things. Sure. Um, I had to laugh at the the videos that posted on YouTube. Other people who kind of produced the similar content to us, mm-hmm. where it was like a picture of a desk and then a guy reading points. 
Well, yeah, like, yeah, he was just going through like the current codexes and being like, this changed to this, this changed to this, this changed to this. Uh, Grudgeon, five points. You just had to go with like the worst one, right? Seven points. (laughs) Eight. Eight. Poxwalkers, seven points. Yeah. Um, Which we could have done, but I don't know. That sounds boring as hell, man. I want to be like, hey, Danny, want to come over and have me film you reading a book for two and a half hours? Hard pass, bro. Hard hard (laughs) pass. Hard pass. Um, But it's been a great couple weeks. There's been a lot of stuff that's come out. We have like a really good idea of what ninth edition is now. I think so. We got the FAQs that came out. We did. Um, That that little nurgly tree looking even better by the day. Let me tell you, I get real excited about it. Yeah. I, uh, all right, to be fair. Okay. <clears throat> I was a little disappointed by the FAQs. I thought there was going to be more. I um, thought there would be a lot more. I thought the Supreme Commander would uh, be added to a lot more things. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see how that plays out. Maybe that is just going to have be something that gets added in as more books come out. That's fair. It's, it's, just, it's weird that we have an entirely separate detachment for three models. Correct. Four models. Three. Three. Currently three. Probably four Currently when the three. Silent King. Four when the Silent King comes out for sure. Well, hopefully. But like I said, it's it's, it's weird. Like for me, yeah. if we're putting that in our main <laughs> rule book, um, like it doesn't take a lot of time to add to an FAQ. Like gain um, this keyword. For Farsight gain Supreme Commander keyword. Yeah. Or, you know, or, or, or something like that there. And, you know, maybe they want to rework the models that are Supreme Commanders. Mm. Like rework their rules so that they are more epic. Yeah. And maybe there'll be like a book that comes out, like, uh, well, like, like kind of a like, psychic awakening kind of style, like almost okay. like the Kill Team Commanders, like something yeah, where it comes out like where that. it's like, oh, here's your Supreme Command uh, mm-hmm. book here. Um, I'm just glad though that those models, because those models would be really tough to use uh, if they cost CP to put in your army I for think. sure. Um, and like we were talking about it, like um, as we we started to kind of get like we started with our little baby picture of ninth, and and it came out that you know all of these detachments are going to cost CP, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I guess I'm never ever taking Mortarian, you know, because it yeah. doesn't work. Whereas now at least it's not like a penalty to take him. Right. The only real penalty comes from the fact that he has to be my warlord. Yeah, and that's okay. So for Death Guard, not such a big deal. Arch Contaminator is great. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I mean, uh, but you can also take other Warlord traits if you want to mm-hmm. because they have stratagems for that as yeah. well. So, although you can't take Arch Contaminator again, which is the big bummer. It's okay. I'll yeah. take one of the 37 other ones that we were given as part <laughs> yeah, of Psychic no Awakening. Um, I. Uh, continue kind of my pinning Blitz Whirlwind going along. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I pinned up six Death Shroud. Um, man, they look cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, so I, I started repinning Mortarian too. So he was more in okay. line. So he's more in line with kind of like how my Death Guard scheme has evolved because I kind of painted Mortarian first when I picked up this army. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it was kind of picked up secondhand from someone who didn't want to play Death Guard anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after this week um, and in a few months, I'm going to be picking up a new Mortarian. Oh, okay. Um, just because when I, I bought him, he was bought assembled um, and kind of painted already. Sure. So kind of going back over that paint job and then like looking at all the places like under his arms and under his wings where I'm like, well, I wouldn't have maybe attached that mm-hmm. before like the painting was completed. Uh, I was like, I'll probably just buy another Mortarian so I can kind of get him in, in line with everything else there. That's fair. Um, Painted up a couple of uh, Plague Marine sergeants for our, or champions, nice. Plague Marine champions for our narrative games we're going to be having here soon. Very um, excited about that. Very excited. Holy cow. Um, that crusade is in depth. It really is. Um, so in Those depth. Those rules are, am- are so cool. 
Uh, I'm a little disappointed by the journals, though. I, I ordered us one each of the Crusade mm-hmm. journals so we could kind of follow along and track and, and write stuff down. Probably give them away to one of our Patreons when we're done with it. Um, cool. <laughs> just our weird-ass notebook I thought would be like a good random gift. <laughs> That's not like giving someone a, a, like a used tissue or something like that from somebody famous, is it? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, it is because exactly I'm, the same. I'm playing okay, cool. off our, our tiny, like, menu levels of internet fame. <laughs> um, but... Uh, one of the one of the guys in our Discord, uh, he he works in one of the game shops, and he, he showed us like the inside of these notebooks. Oh yeah, and every page is unit page, army page, which makes zero sense. Yeah, I'm not sure why they would decide to do that. So um, everything else is great about it, but I don't know why it wasn't like sectionalized there. But we'll make it work. Yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll write. We'll draw like the Dizzyasses or. or Draw dicks on the page or something. There you go. Yeah, I like uh, that. No, well, we'll call it good. Um, so margin notes, my friend. <laughs> margin notes. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we also saw uh, chapter approved. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited about that. And it's absolutely the right way to present that book. I'm excited that it's spiral bound. It's spiral bound. It is uh, small. It's the same size as that General's Hand or the yep. Age of Sigmar Ultimate book that came out last mm-hmm. year. Uh, it has all of the rules in it, all the missions in it. Man, that's so cool. Literally everything I need in one book. It's like they listen to the feedback of, I don't want to carry 30 books with me to the table. Uh, and now I don't have to. I need to carry my codex, my uh, psychic awakening, and the uh, chapter approved. That's cool. Uh, and it's super, super rad. Uh, I'm really excited about that coming. Big same. Big, big same. Uh, what else have you been up to? Uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm not nothing really, honestly. I mean, I've been pretty... Did you did you kind of get together <laughs> with a group of our, our friends from the oh, Road Trader duh. Network? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Maybe maybe Thank last you. Saturday. Maybe maybe specifically last Saturday. Yeah, specifically. Um yeah, so we shot a video um of uh the five of us. Uh we have uh two of the Dangly Boys, uh Seth okay. and Shelby. Mm-hmm. Um and then we have uh two of the members from the N Z and Z. Yeah, sure. N Z Forty Shabal. Forty Shabal. Shabal. Because you don't Shabal. pronounce the K. You That's pronounce right. a Z. It's like Sherbert, guys. Just like Sherbert with a K. Like, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and we talked about Ninth Edition in general. It gave some of our ideas, uh, how we feel about it. Um, yeah, it was pretty pretty good conversation, I think. Um, it was pretty good. Uh, in the org section, uh, Seth, like, turns off the lights because he, like, wants to look, like, emo and depressed. It works out pretty good. It, it, was, it was pretty great. Do you find the sad music on the board at least <laughs> to play during that? Uh, no, I didn't. I was, I was too shocked by his, by his attitude and his, uh, de- demeanor to do so, but it was, it was well played. My friend, it was well played. It's poor professionalism too. just run a bunch of buggies. That's, I think it's good. Uh, that's kind of the, like, I, I think that we're on a similar page for what I think the Oracle list is. That's going to be good. Is. I have to say as someone, like when I got back into the hobby in fifth edition, I'm after going away for like fourth, um, like my entire Oracle list was just like seven trucks filled with boys. Heck yeah. And I'm kind of happy that that's kind of where it's going again. So my current list. Oh, sure. Is a war boss on a war bike. A, uh, is that the deaf trike or no, no, I just, I took a normal war boss on a war bike cause mm-hmm. he's, a, he doesn't let your vehicles advance and charge and that's fine. But he hits a lot harder than the deaf killer war sure. because he's like strength 12 or whatever. Um, so I've got him, I've got a, uh, mech boy with a custom force field. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got, uh, three custom booster blasters, three shock jump dragsters and three, uh, mega track scrap jets. 
And then four units of ten boys in trucks with a power claw. Classic. Uh, uh, and two units of five knobs in trucks with, with a power claw and a unit of five commandos. The only thing that would make it better is the old ramshackle rule, which got my trucks in your deployment zone whether you wanted them or not. <laughs> Sometimes when, usually when, like, not, because that scattered ice always seemed like they, like the trucks would move and then blow up in the middle of my army, and I'd be like, <laughs> come on. And then so, the work boys would pile out, and it would be like, hey, we're here now. So back in back in fifth, I played against my friend who's playing Tau, and I deployed my trucks, obviously, uh, long ways all along the line because you got your cheeky free turn movement. Right, of course. Right. Uh, so turn one, he blew up three of the trucks. All three of them went straight to his line <laughs> and then blew up, and then all of the boys jumped out like six inches away from all his dudes. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh no! And all of your shooting's gone now. <laughs> and that's the worst. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna take a quick break. Yeah, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about our game of ninth edition and kind of overall sure. thoughts of things, which are more important than everyone else's, including the Dangly Boys. And because because we are more important. We we are. We just are. It's it's our humility. Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament. First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress me. And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings. And the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game system. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best? And we're back. We are. We are uh, all so the way. Back. I'm ready to talk about Danny. You and I, we got together. We had the, the rule set. We had the ninth edition points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we pulled together 2,000 points of forces. Uh, to, we did. To play against each other in, in, in our first game of ninth. Um, it and was man, super fun. It was a lot of fun. I, mean, yeah. I don't know if that's just because I haven't actually played 40K since March. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, <same. laughs> Possible, but... Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, so we did my Death Guard versus your Necrons mm-hmm. uh, using some of the new models from the Indominus box. Yep. Um, tell me a little bit about your list and kind of the thought you went behind that. So there. first of all, I'd like to preface this that we did kind of have to make some gentlemanly agreements with how the rules interacted because of the new Indominus Necrons don't quite work with the current Necron book. Right. Um, so we agreed that uh, we'll be back gets done in the command phase, which, uh, you know, whether or not that actually happens, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, but yeah, man, because yeah, there were some really weird interactions that just didn't sort of make sense. Um, yeah. Otherwise, like I'm, if it was before the, the command phase, then like the reanimator doesn't really work. Right. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. So, but I'm sure in like a month or something when Necrons get their codex, it's, it's all going to be, oh, it's all going to be fixed. The levels of hype are just, <laughs> it's just like off the chart yeah. hype right now. If I could make a graph of it, I couldn't. It would be uh, misconstrued. It would be on the beyond the bounds of the, the data. Graph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be labeled Danny's hype, and you would explain what the hype is in the body of the text, and then right. people would be like, "This is what Danny feels about clubbing seals." <laughs> His hype is huge. 
Uh, do you remember the name of the mission we played? Uh, we played the one with the data ports. So it was it's, mission six. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, right. I remember that. It was a uh, Vanguard deployment. Yep. Um, which they thankfully gave you real measurements oh, for. So, good. so for the actual deployment zone. However, the objectives, they don't. <laughs> there was um, a little bit of math involved. Yeah, yeah. So we had to do a little bit of a little bit of measuring. and Something some work. I learned in this phase is place your objectives before terrain. Yep. Um, because we, we set up our table. We're like, okay. This seems a little dense, but that's okay. I mean, we set everything up, and then when we place the objectives, the rules specifically state that you cannot have an objective Correct. like on a piece of terrain. So we're like, well, now we have to move a bunch of stuff. Sure. And we didn't want the objectives to get obscured too much by the terrain, and so we used our lovely uh, mob rules objective markers. Yeah, um, available nowhere. Yep. Uh, sorry, guys. Um, and... Uh, so basically, you just have to have the forty millimeter base that your objectives count as. Um, that's where uh, uh, that that can't be on the terrain. But the whole no. thing, like the zone that you can score in, c- could be technically in the terrain. Sure, sure. But we did have like a couple where we had to move buildings and kind of move some stuff out of the way, which is fine. So fine. Objective placement was was strange for me. It was it was a, it was a weird one. So we had like one in each of our zones, mm-hmm. and then four in the middle, and, and then four in the diagonal along the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was like I said. It was strange. Um, I I know I struggled a lot with primary uh, kind of as as we were playing, and I think sure. one of that was I just I wasn't used to like that kind of objective placement. Sure. Well, and like, you know, to be fair, the way that the mission is scored now is very different from what we're used to because mm-hmm. we typically have played ITC in the past for the most part. For and at least four or five years at this right, point, right? Totally. And the champions missions for at least three years, and those are very different than this. Yeah. So like the goal of these missions, like you get half your points pretty much are going to be from the primary mission, which has nothing to do with killing models. No. So like you just have to push like I was losing models left and right like I felt like I was losing stuff pretty often. I think I killed at least a hundred and twenty uh, models through the course of the game. <laughs> yeah, because warriors. <laughs> I think the oh, most depressing part was the man. three times I killed your warrior squads down to a single man. Yeah, and that then did they, they all came back, and I'm like, man, I should have picked the secondary that gives me points for just <laughs> killing models over and over again because I'm real good at that. Yeah, because, like, so the way that it worked, like, with uh, uh, the uh, Canoptic Reanimator giving a plus one. Right. And then uh, the... Which, the Canoptic Reanimator is that big, spooky... Uh, the spider guy. Cthulian spider dude. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he didn't die very quickly. I Actually, I don't think he died at all. He didn't? No, I ignored him. Yeah. And he probably should have been a primary target, I think. Yep. Yeah, so so there, there you go. Uh, tactic number one against new Necrons. The dudes who give bonuses to getting back up, <laughs> the reanimation, are very quickly. Yeah, probably kill those yeah. guys. <laughs> and he's not even that tough, really. Like, you could have killed him easily. It's like T5 I think. or something like that. He's yeah. T5 with six wounds. That's, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Live and learn while well, die and learn, I guess. Yeah. Like, no spoilers. <laughs> we'll get Man. to that later. Uh, vehicles blowing up. Oh. Because remember, there was a squad of Necron Warriors that mm-hmm. was down to, like, one guy. Yep. And one of your vehicles blew up because, like, like, and it wiped out the rest of the Necron Warriors, so I couldn't bring any back. It was I was very moment. happy about that. That was, yeah. like, a big clutch moment. Um, movement. Um, we talked about this a little, kind of, in our ninth watch and kind of things leading up to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So key. Dude, you have to have... So... You can, if you want to give up the mission to your opponent, like on the first turn, that's fine. 
if you're a slower army. Mm-hmm. In fact, a slow army might want to go second. Right. So that you can wait for your opponent to jump on the objectives and then you can counter push onto those objectives. Right. Which is something kind of after our game because we got the I got the choice of going first or second. Mm-hmm. I chose to go first. Um, Which I think you want to do a lot most of the time. Most of the time. But when I have like my army was not speedy for the most part. No. Um, uh, so I, I really needed to go second to get that. Another thing I noticed from this was um, vehicles, while super cool in the new rules, with new terrain density and terrain rules, really limiting. Right. Because remember, like your, uh, sorry about that. Uh, what was his name again? I forgot. I forget. We'll call him. Do we write it on here? Uh, Gavin. Yeah, Gavin. Thank you, Gavin. Sorry, Gavin. Yeah. Um, the typical table will have like 18 pieces of terrain on it. Right. And vehicles have got to pay a lot of movement to go up and over most of that terrain. Right. So unless you have fly, of course. But still, not not everybody has that. And like the like they can't like go through a wall like an infantry unit can uh, for units or for uh, breachable terrain. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the key word for that. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can really like bottleneck somebody who has vehicle heavy army, especially if you can block them off from getting objectives, like that's extremely powerful. So something Danny did really well in our game was he had two ghost arcs that he moved up to block off half of the objectives. Yep. Um, and I just couldn't get through them with like all of my heavy hitters, um, ignored because of quantum shielding. Uh, and then all of my little hitters having to kind of redirect to take care of like the mass warrior squads that were coming my way. Right. right. You know, it just it made some real uh, difficult target priority decisions for me there. And then when I have three Plague Burst Crawlers, which are big, wide tanks. Right. They are. They are. Um, that I had very few to zero lanes of movement I could move in combined with the Blight Haulers, which again, because they have to maintain coherency and move around as a unit. And are they on 60s or 80 millimeter they're bases? On, they're on 80s, I want to say. They're, okay, they're yeah. very large bases. Yeah, they're big. Um, it just, it, it made me really reconsider. And, and especially, I think we've had this conversation. It's like, I don't see myself taking more than two Blight Haulers in the future. Um, you mean uh, Plague Burst Crawlers? Oh, Plague Burst Crawlers, yeah. yeah, yeah, big, yeah. Because, like, how limited I was for the movement and not just kind of the movement of the tanks, but I would have to move the plague burst crawlers first to make sure that they could get in position, which then knock on effect affected my entire army on, on how that could move. Right. Um, Which is just insane. Um, We've been talking about how transports are going to be like more of a thing because uh, as we saw in our game, um, Danny, you pulled ahead really early on the primary objective, and I just couldn't get back on it because mm-hmm. I couldn't push forward onto that objective. Sure. I'm even thinking things like transports. Like, okay, I have to put my guys in the transport so they can get forward early to go to that primary objective and capture those objectives. But I'm going to run into the same issue with rhinos of having those lanes blocked and kind of really having to make difficult choices. So I think we're going to see really soon army composition. Um, if terrain is played correctly... Uh, is going to be like really dictated by by a local terrain meta. Sure. Um, so when we get to something where you know where you and I we get down to Vegas in in February or, or January next year, mm-hmm. we go through like the the, the finger in the butt, the, the like the of course the the, the, the cotton, finger in the nose, the cotton swab to the brain, right? To, to make sure we can go there safely. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what all of the different players from across the U.S. and the world who who are hopefully going to be coming there consider appropriate terrain right agreed 
Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the front line, how the front line guys feel about that and whether or not they... Uh, Did you know that the Primaris uh, Intercessors backpack things twist? No. No, I did not know that. We, uh, on our a little set dressing, we have the the 12-inch uh, Bandai it's really cool. uh, Intercessor. His little backpack vents twist, which uh, I see as pointless. Are they stabilization vents too, though? I mean, they might be. I mean, he's starting to fall over now that I, I started touching him. I wish yeah. he was a little bit more stable. Yeah. Um. Oh, man, we've lost him. Oh, that's dead. okay, yeah. Keep, keep talking, Danny. Anyway. Uh, oh, you ruined the joke. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I, so I think units and transports are going to be extremely valuable. Um, I think you almost want these units to, to, to like be your objective getters. Right. Because it's an extra thing you have to kill to take somebody off of an objective. Sure. So like that list that I talked about with orcs at the beginning of the episode, right? It has six trucks all with squads inside. So not only do you have to kill the truck, but you also have to kill 10 boys and you have to kill all 10. You have to kill like probably... Uh, like nine of the boys. Yeah, you have to kill nine of the boys to get them to run away because probably the last guy is not going to run away. Right. Which is huge. Like, that's a big deal. Um, and uh, and they'll, 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 like, they can all hold those objectives. So I think, like, MSU is going to be really powerful in that respect. Right. Um, now, with your list, right, well, well, during our game, your Blight Drone did awesome that yeah. was a great unit you should definitely take more of those so my list um for for my 2000 points and this was using the new point values found in chapter approved mm-hmm. um i had uh, a blight drone i had three plague burst crawlers three blight haulers um i had a um typhus i had a squad of tw- uh, 18 uh, pox walkers mm-hmm. a squad of 15 pox walkers had a malignant plague caster who was my warlord. Yep. Um, uh, he had the uh, plague weapon uh, pistol relic. Yep. Uh, I had a squad of 18 plague marines with uh, two blight launchers in there. A plague surgeon. I had the bell dude with the relic bell. Um, and, that, and that was about it, I think. And, and the whole idea behind it was just kind of buffing the plague marine unit to just be an unbelievably tanky great unit right just something that you would have a hard time touching which it was because you it was you killed i think one or two plague marines the i just whole didn't game. really shoot at it or try and interact with it because there they were five plus plus right or sorry three plus five plus plus um they're disgustingly resilient can be buffed to a four plus plus mm-hmm. i'm re-rolling ones and twos right from the plague surgeon from from the plague surgeon because uh, i paid extra for the the uh, sons of mortarian or mortarian's chosen sons uh, special plague surgeon thing mm-hmm. Um, and there was a really great, you know, I think it was a little too uh, large. Um, I will say that unit in one round of shooting wiped out an entire squad of 20 warriors. Down to one guy. Oh, down to one guy, which that one guy then died. To the explosion. To the explosion. Right. Um, and, and like I said, it did a lot of work. But yeah, like the plague drone. Um, I made some really good plays with that guy. He did good. He almost killed my uh, uh, my Scorp Tech Destroyer Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool. So, I mean, something I, I used a lot of the new stratagems from Psychic Awakening. Um, so I was able to wipe out the squad of three, um, Scorptech dude boys. What, yep. what were they called? Oh yeah. The, uh, the Scorpok, uh, destroyers. Right. So the destroyers, I was able to wipe those guys out by popping the stratagem to change his plague spewers to two damage. Yeah. That was brutal, man. Um, uh, which was brutal. And just, it took the squad. 
Um, and then something else I was able to do on my... Oh, that's what happened. Okay, that's right. He totally wiped out the destroyers, but not the Lord. The Lord uh, heroically intervened into him and killed him, but... But it took him like a turn and a half it, to yeah, do. Yeah, he didn't do it in one go for sure. Um, and then another thing I was able to do to really put some hurt on things was I popped the extra six inch um, Plague Spitters uh, stratagem on my Plague Burst Crawler. Yeah. Which was able to snipe out some stuff that you, you didn't think was going to be in range. Right. Um, so like just brutal. those guys were really good. And the benefit of the fly keyword this edition is so huge. It's really good. And that's something we saw in our game through your use of ghost arcs, through my 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 drone my blight drone mm-hmm. um was just how key fly is yeah um let's talk about some of the changes that happened uh, in ninth edition um both of us i think are safe to say very happy overwatch isn't really a thing anymore yeah me too uh, it just that sped up the game okay so one thing to note about this game in particular is that we got through the entire game our very first game of of ninth five turns yeah in three hours like without any practice, without anything else. So that's the standard round time of a tournament game of 40K. And we were easily done. We bullshitted. Like it wasn't like a super hard and fast game. Like we were both playing to the max or anything. Like right. I think you could easily have a two and a half hour time, uh, t- like timer on these games and get through that many. So yeah, we played relaxed. Yep. We both had model heavy lists. Yeah, for sure. Cause I took 60 warriors in my list. Right. I had like uh, 40, almost uh, pox walkers. I had 20 plague Marines. I had you know, tanks, yeah. I had everything. Yeah. We had model heavy lists. We didn't know the rules all that well. We stopped several yeah, we had- times to look stuff up. Right. Right. We bullshitted all the way through. We still made it through all five rounds in three hours. Yeah, so it's definitely possible to pull back, and like that speed comes from losing things like Overwatch, where does it suck a little? Yeah, yep. like as someone who mainly like does assault armies, it sucks. But me declaring a charge and then just instantly being able to do it instead of waiting for for three hours for you to roll your aggressor right. dice, it was just so key to to my enjoyment of the time. Right. Yeah. Totally. It's not like you're just waiting for your opponent to blow you off the table with no recourse, right? Which is great. Right. Right. And it, and it was super good. Um, something else that came up a lot, uh, vehicles, uh, shooting in combat. Yeah, so we had a couple of cool interactions. We had a couple right? of like really irritating as shit interactions. <laughs> but they're great. And it goes they to were. kind of show it's a lot more tactical depth than just vehicle shooting combat. Right. So why don't you tell me some of the bullshit stuff you pulled off? Okay, so... <laughs> Not that I'm bitter. Uh, man, my ghost arc does really good in combat. Like, it does really well. It shoots 20 shots, rerolling ones, uh, like at strength four minus one AP, which is pretty good. Right. I feel like, cause, oh, my army was Nihilac, by the way, cause like, that's what my army's painted as. And it worked out pretty good for what I was taking my guys. The other cool thing that I did, and I was pretty proud of myself about this. Um, I charged, uh, cause I took Cesaris, mm-hmm. uh, in my list and I charged into combat against the last, uh, blight hauler. Which, by the way, three Blight Haulers, you weren't able to kill all of them in five The whole turns. game. The whole game. Which is uh, fantastic. Right. And partially that's because of the terrain. Like, I couldn't see mm-hmm. them for a significant portion, and that's fine. Um, but, man, I really had to work hard to kill each and every single one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, also it, helped that I couldn't roll under a 5+. plus. Oh, man. They were saving like crazy. Uh, and that's fine. Um, so, I... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I charged Cesaris into combat with one, right? But I kept him within three inches of my uh, Crypto Thralls. Mm-hmm. Those and, are the little murder balls. Yeah, yeah. And so Cesaris has the Cryptech keyword. So he totally, he he tried, he goes, okay, well, I'm just going to shoot Crack Rockets at Cesaris and a multi-melta. And I'm like, well, 
Sorry, man. My crypto thrall is hiding behind this building that you can't see. And uh, yeah. And also, I can't technically shoot at him because he's not in that combat. Right? Like the crypto yeah. thrall? Yeah. No. Yeah. You can't shoot at him with your blight hauler. So. So, so I couldn't shoot at him because of the targeting <laughs> rules and the cryptech rule. Yep. Um, so that's like a really great defense. And it's such a neat little play. Right. And like, here's the thing. It didn't feel bad on my end because I'm like, whoa. That's a really cool little rules interaction there. <laughs> like, was it irritating? Yeah, because I yeah. wanted to shoot a multi melt into his face. Of course, and he would probably have died. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but no, I couldn't because of that there. So, like, little <laughs> rules like that are going to be just so key. Yeah. And it's like finding, and we're going to see over the next, I think, uh, couple of months here, just these little stupid interactions mm-hmm. kind of start to seep out here. And you pulled off the blast play. I did pull off the blast. So point. like I had charged a unit of like, I think there were probably like seven or eight left warriors mm-hmm. into a big unit of pox walkers. And then also a, uh, I consolidated into a plague burst crawler. Yep. And so John's like, well, I'm feeling spicy. I'm going to declare my target of my plague mortar over here. Um, and I'll declare the plague spitters into the combat. And I'm like, okay, John, uh, we'll see if this we'll <laughs> yeah. see if this happens. And man, did he burn the hell out of me yeah. with those plague spitters and like wiped out the whole unit of warriors and then plague burst mortared something else. Right. Um, another cool interaction. Uh, you had a Necron Lord hanging back with two uh, what doom arcs? Oh yeah, the uh, doomsday arcs. Yeah. The doomsday arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, he wandered a little further than three inches away he from did. those guys, he did. and I plague burst mortared him. And they were like, oh. And the, like, Oops. The, the lookout sir rule is just, it's so... I'm so used to him just being totally fine, right? Right. That, like, I've, I totally screwed that up. That was my fault. Uh, luckily, the, he missed awfully and rolled, I think, like, one <laughs> shot. Which, of, of course, that's what happens during that interaction there. Well, he got two wounds through, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, I better save I better save one of these. Uh, and I did. Yes. So that was good. Yeah. <laughs> so the story leading up to the saving is way better than it was like, and he got two through, and I saved them. Well, no, no, he failed one, and I was like, okay, well, that's fine. As long as I don't fail both, because then he could die. Yeah. Like, so. Um, what what other kind of things did you did you get from our game there? Um, let's see here. So the terrain we talked about that yep. was a big deal. Um, secondaries were difficult to achieve. Secondaries for the most were part. really uh, again. I think it comes from us uh, playing champion uh, ITC championship missions mm-hmm. so much, where we're used to okay, I got to max these out. And I think for me, when I was picking secondaries, I wasn't necessarily looking at what was best for my army. Right. I was looking for what is going to get me the most points. And you, so you have to, I think you have to take both of those things into account. Like Mm -hmm. what's my army good at doing? Can it do this? And can I get a full score out of this? If I, if possible, or is it real? Like what is the realistic amount of points for me to get? Right. And I think trying to shoot for secondaries that can score you 10 points is totally the way to go. Oh, for sure. For sure, I think that no one is going to get like a, a hundred points. Yeah, it's going to be really. Hard. It's going to be. It's going to be super, super tough uh, to get like a hundred points every time. Oh my god, yeah. Um, and especially kind of seeing the things coming out of the GT mission pack now, where where things like Slay the Warlord, um, are, are oh, they start at thirteen points, right? Turn one and kind of get worse as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really going to be for secondaries maximizing what you can get. Uh, and I think, as I said before, my big pitfall in this game, and one of the reasons I lost so hard, spoilers, um, is <laughs> the primary mission is yeah. so important It's now. really important. And you would also keyed one of your secondaries off of scoring the primary. Mm-hmm. So, like, your idea was like, all right, well, 
if I'm winning primary, I'm just going to, I'm going to get the secondary and I'm going to max it out. Which to be honest, for, for my years of ITC, that's kind of like how I thought it was like, well, if I'm doing this, then I'll get this anyway. So I might as well do that. Right. Doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, it's, you can double dip on some stuff, but it's not the easiest. No, it really isn't. Um, uh, I chose not great secondaries, um, or, or ones that I needed to be way more aggressive about. Um, it's now a game much more about who's holding the center of the table. Sure. Or who's moving. Well, who's just holding those objectives, right? right? And right. like, that's, what's really important and trying to push your, your opponent, like, Keep your opponent off of the objectives. That's the key. And and it's sort of secondaries are truly now secondary. Yep. Um, which is a weird thing to say, uh, but it really is just so important to just max primary and kind of do everything you can to, to max that primary. Yep. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, your list. We, we even went past here. Like kind of what did you take? What was your thoughts behind what you took? That's fair. Uh, so I took a Nihilac Battalion. Um and so I had uh, uh, Cesarus, uh, an Overlord, and uh, a Scorpok Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for Elites, I had a unit of the Destroyers and the Canoptic Reanimator and the Crypto Thralls. Yep. And then I had, for troops, I had two units of 20 Warriors. No, sorry, two units of uh, 18 Warriors. Um, and then I had two units of 10 Warriors with the new Goss Weapon. Right. Um, and then for fast attack, I had a unit of three scarabs, which were actually like great. Like they were, they really were really key for you. Like they got you, like you had like the new recon that you got from mm-hmm. those guys a lot. They kind of just, and they went and grabbed an objective. And because they're like the size of an ankle, like I, right. they're pretty I, easy to hide. I couldn't get line of sight on them at all. And they actually will, they, since they have so many wounds, mm-hmm. like they can probably stand up to some punishment. And then for heavy support, I had, uh, uh, two of the Doomsday Arcs, and I had two dedicated uh, transports of uh, Ghost Arcs. Right. Uh, did I have anything else? I think that's it. I think I was it. Yeah. 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 So, man, those little murder bots, the Crypto Thralls, did so good. They killed both Typhus oh. and a uh, and her general in one round of combat. I made. I made a. Was it a calculated <laughs> risk? But man, am I bad at math? Because <laughs> I think I even pulled it back at one point. I'm like, I'm going to charge my malignant playcaster warlord into these guys. These stupid yeah, heroically intervened balls. into me. I heroically intervened yeah. into you. Um, which, oh, by the way, yeah, you can punch back when you heroically intervene now. Yep. Um, but I heroically intervened because I'm like, I got to free up Typhus. This guy can probably do it. Great. And then he's like, Oh, he whiffed all his hits. And oh, he just died. <laughs> yeah, because those little guys have like six attacks each. Yeah, I forgot it was the little murder balls that had like 37,000 attacks each. <laughs> so they have six attacks each at strength five, and they hit on threes, and they have minus one AP. And like it just did enough. I rolled really hot against Typhus. Yeah. Like I put one into Typhus and one into the caster, and the caster had uh, perilsed. He had perilsed. All of my psychers, Typhus yeah, included, Typhus did too, and perils himself three, for, three, for wounds. three wounds right. for each of them. Oh, that was bad. Um, and so I, I did the last wound, and then Typhus had two wounds left, and he just failed enough, like two up saves at minus one, that yep. just he died. So, 
<laughs> but I think it ended like, as I say, no one should be getting a hundred. It ended like 92, 40 something. 40 something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we it was like 45. Yeah. 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 I think so. We're going to call it that. that. That sounds better than I remember. So we'll, we'll call it good. <laughs> um, that obviously includes our 10 points. We both scored for pain. Of course. Uh, which I really love as a mechanic. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about that. I hope that that, I, I want that to continue very much. I will say like in our discord, we've been seeing nothing but painted armies and Dude, painted units. And yes. Everything looks so good. I'm I, like, I'm so excited to go to a tournament and think like, man, I'm going to play against like three, three painted armies this tournament. Right. And like, if you look at it, like when we set up our table and we put pictures up on our Facebook page um, and we had my fully painted death guard, I guess your fully painted Necrons, mm-hmm. it looked so good. Yeah, it did. It really did. Um, and it added so much to it there. Holy cow. Hey, one more thing that yeah. I thought of during the game yeah, yeah. that I thought was important. So I have a lot of 24-inch range guns in my army, mm-hmm. uh, just as Necrons in general. My Doomsday Arcs, which typically hang out at, like in the back of the board, I was able to shoot with their flare arrays every single turn so the much. entire game. So like, just think, like the 24-inch range weapons are not short range. They're medium range, and it really shows on these, on these boards. Absolutely. Uh, and they are quite, they were quite fantastic. And and you shooting in combat with like 20 stupid shots was. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, don't charge doomsday with characters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. And, you know, we've gone through some of the worst characters in 40K. We're starting to amass quite a collection. So we now are. it's time to rank them. Nice. Uh, and we're going to get like the order uh, that we can add to. Do you like cookies but want something more British? Buy biscuits. Not like those you have for gravy. British biscuits. For dunking in your British tea. Stiff upper lip guaranteed. Biscuits. As recommended by Queen Liz of the Britons. The worst character in Warhammer 40,000 ever. Oh man, now that I actually hit the right button to start recording. Yeah. Uh, yeah, though we can go on that there. <laughs> so, uh, we have a continuing series uh, coming from a place of mostly love. It um, is. Apart from Drago, uh, where like we're that. talking about the, the worst characters in Warhammer 40,000. <laughs> uh, we want to thank uh, all of our listeners. We got a ton of suggestions coming in about different characters that Man, they want covered. Yeah. Um, a lot of 30K characters coming in, but that's okay. That's okay. The universe is a big place. And some of them are still alive. Well, well it, in it, our hearts. And in, in our bodies. Uh, so we have now, we've done four of these segments here. Yep. Uh, so we need to start kind of ranking them to kind of get like a, a best of the worst, shall we say. So when you say best, John, do you mean that he is the actual worst? Or do you mean that he's the better of the worst characters? Yes. Uh, I think what we're going to do, so we have, uh, for, for the benefits of people watching at home, I have this beautiful whiteboard behind me here. It is. It's uh, very beautiful. We, we, we have... It's uh, the most beautiful whiteboard. It is. It's the best. I, I only have the best whiteboards. Uh, <laughs> I have all four of our current best or our worst characters. We have the Avatar of Cain, uh, Kato Sicarius, Calder Drago, and Thazar, the... the Chud Lord Pirate oh, Douche. Man, don't even get me started about that. Oh, my God. Now that I'm showing any kind of bias on this vote here <laughs> at this point. But I just kind of want to rank them. And then we can kind of, as we go on, move and add and put people around. Um, so I think number one. So we're going to go like one, two, three, four uh, on our list here. You want to throw me a pen there real quick? Yeah, no problem. Um, 
I'm going to go like one, two. Red for power. Red for power. So like one, two, three, four. Hey, and let's then do a five. We'll do a five. Because like I want to drop people off of this as oh, we yeah. get further on, right? People will absolutely drop off this list. And we're going to get our top five. Oh, yeah. Uh, I kind of it. going uh, just to see who it is. Because there's a lot of terrible stuff out there. Mm-hmm. So let's play some people here. Uh, let's start with our favorite and most recent, our Avatar of Kane. Um, the literal incarn- incarnation of the Eldar God of War, mm-hmm. uh, where the and greatest, murder. the greatest, the greatest warrior of a dying race's generation is sacrificed uh, to provide someone to die for a Space Marine character. Correct. Um, where were we feeling him? Uh, for me, he's we're, number he's number four. But you can you we're, we're going to just put him like number three right now, okay. just like right as the middle. We can bump him down one. though. Right? We can bump him down or up or up. Yeah, sorry. Um, he. Kato Sicarius. Um, is he worse than or better than the Avatar of Kane? Far worse. Far worse. <laughs> so we're going to put him up. Above. He's such a dick. He doesn't stick on the board. What, what, what the hell? He's with a that? tactical genius, John. He's been <laughs> fighting since he was five years old. He's always he there. best men twice his age. Okay. So <laughs> actually, we're going we're gonna to move him and up here. At five years old, those men would be 10. <laughs> <laughs> so far worse puts Kato Sicarius uh, at our number one slot right now. Okay, um, we have Kaldor Drago, the Grey Knight, Mary yeah. Sue badass, is survival he, of the warp. God, is he amateur worse? demon Primark tattoo artist? Right, correct. Um, where does Kaldor Drago rank? Can you even get an organ tattoo? That seems man, I should get an organ tattoo. All right, so your mom got an organ tattoo. <laughs> I gave your mom an organ tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is he better or worse? He is worse than than Kato Sakari. Okay, so that, I think that what do moves you think? down to two. He's pretty bad. Yeah, he's pretty bad right there. So that gives us our current top three oh, of Calder Drago, number one, worst character in forty k. He's so bad. Kato Sicarius, second worst character in forty k. Clearly, Games Workshop showing its marine bias here. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three. Avatar of Cain. Uh, just a poor, misunderstood God, demon. He just tries so hard. He tries so hard. Here's where it gets even in the harder. End, it didn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> if you pop me for copyright on this. Um, <laughs> we have the literal worst character oh, in Warhammer 40k. The, the original. That's the, the first original. one we did. This was the first one we did. This is uh, Thazar. Uh, he is the Necron uh, robot dude who woke up early, decided to be a pirate. Self-stylized pirate. <laughs> he is the Captain Jack Sparrow of the 40k universe. And if I can did? think of like a single worse thing to describe someone as, he's the Johnny Depp of 40k. Ooh, man. That's tough. So, do you think he has a robot parrot? He absolutely has a robot it's, parrot. It's like it's one a scarab. Of those, yeah, it's like a robot scarab that just hangs out on his shoulder. <laughs> oh, which, hell yeah, hell yeah! We have to make this model. Yeah, now. dude. I, I knocked over an I'm intercessor because I so <laughs> whatever. Yeah, rest on the dice bag. You're good. So we're gonna go from this. Uh, we're gonna go from the bottom. Is Thazar the douchebag Necron pirate worse than the Avatar of Cain? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred times. Yes. We're going to move Avatar down to four. Uh, is Thazar Necron pirate, Johnny Depp enthusiast, Necron scarab parrot wearing 
Uh, I'm, I'm assuming he's squeaky. Gonna, that's squeaky. The, that's the. I'm sure he doesn't have like a, a peg leg. I'm just he just doesn't oil his joints, so it squeaks whenever he walks. Oh man, I could paint it rusty. Heck yeah, just one leg, <laughs> one rusty leg. Is he worse? Stanky leg. <laughs> is he better or worse than Cato oh, Sicarius? Oh man, he's God. That is yeah. He's worse than Sicarius. he's worse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna move Cato Sicarius. Now this one is hard. So now this is when it gets and, and Danny. So when we get back to adding characters to this, this is going to get even harder. I don't know, man. So we have Thazar, Necron Pirate, Greasy, Rusty Legged, Scarab Pirate, Scourge of the Seven Warps, (laughs) versus Keldar. I know... The Primarch's real demon name or <laughs> test tube name. I'm assuming he just yelled out, hey, X1C7. Yeah, I was like, hey, yeah. specimen number seven. And Mortarian's like, shit, Fuck. he figured it out. How did he know? He- a, a man who probably gave the order to slaughter Sisters of Battle to cover probably. Grey Knight armor he probably and blood. Yeah. He's probably like, yeah, that probably sounds like it works. He's Whatever. a warp dust enthusiast. Warp dust enthusiast. So we have fake pirate versus warp dust enthusiast. Man, which one is worse? Is is it is it a Kaldar Drago worse or is it a Thazar Necron pirate? So worse? as much as I hate to admit it, because Necrons are my very favorite, or one of sure. my favorite factions. In absolutely, 40K, uh, he is worse than Kaldar he is Drago. absolutely worse. And I hope I didn't kind of uh, like lead or show my bias there. You, I, th- I think you. They're both pretty bad. So. So our, our current top four, and again we're gonna we're gonna count to five all the time. So it's ever only ever gonna be five. We have our worst character so, so far is Thazar, the Necron Pirate, <laughs> closely followed in at two by Kaldor Drago, a very contentious second. It's, uh, I yeah. will say it's very close. Uh, Kato Sicarius uh, coming in at the third. God, get out of here, Sicarius. Um, the Avatar of Kane at four. I will say I see the Avatar dropping off this list pretty quickly. I think so. I don't know. We'll have to see. There's a couple of contenders that kind of are very close to the Avatar as far as like scrubbiness, <laughs> like the Swarm Lord. Oh yeah, yeah. So I know, I know uh, upcoming we have a Swarm Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple of 30k characters that were recommended to us. We've got some Imperial fists. Some Imperial fists. I think actually like more than one. <laughs> I think we've had several Imperial Fists sent to us. I think it'll just be like a company of Imperial Fists. <laughs> we'll, we'll be like our choice. Which is actually just the worst just, character. Just the worst character is just like the entire chapter. <laughs> Easier to kill than a mob of conscripts. <laughs> oh, and less satisfying too. But yeah, so this is our current top four. Oh. If you have suggestions for the worst, we see like, this is our most contentious YouTube video we put out, by the way. This is like really? our, our most like disliked video I did series. see some dislikes for the Sicarius one. So there's sure. dislikes for Sicarius, for the Avatar, uh, and I think those are the only two we put out as like videos on YouTube okay, so sure. far. Right. I know Beals, our friend, is, is working hard on a Thezar uh, thing, which <laughs> I'm very excited about. Um, and I can't wait to see the. Mo- I want, dude. I'm going to make a squeaky model and like a, an an overlord with absolutely. Oh and, man! And I think uh, towards the end it's of this, have a can it's be towards cool. the end of the season, I think we might just have a four way, five way fight of all of the different <laughs> terrible characters uh, and see who survives. 
Awesome. Um, yeah, so these are our four. Send us suggestions. Who do you think is the worst? Uh, we are very contentious people. We'll argue either way for people. For sure. For yeah, sure. Uh, it doesn't even matter if we believe it or not. Uh, we have very low morals. That's how, that's how we roll. Yeah, that's absolutely roll. no morals. None at all. Uh, we're going to be right back. Uh, we're going to skip past some stuff, but we're going to talk about some other things uh, coming right up. You've mastered the art of the Stanley. You've downloaded the ITC Battles app. You've loaded your dice to guarantee your charge. Now perfect your game with Mob Rules measuring accessories. Made of the finest acrylic and carrying the skill of the Danny, the tactics of the Dave, and something positive about John. Get yours now at hammerheadgames.net. All right, and we're back now that I actually turned things on. Hey, I want to reuse this sound um, just so we got some more use out of it. Okay. Ninth watch with the eagle. <laughs> and by ninth watch, we mean ninth tactics because right. we're, we're kind of going through a series of um, tactics for ninth edition with, with new armies. Like, everyone's going to play different. And we went through this kind of last segment where we talked about um, our game that we played. Uh, and about mm-hmm. kind of like all of the different things we have to look at now. Every army's playing differently. Correct. Um, so we're starting. We did put down uh, knights, uh, but obviously I forgot to add the word chaos. <laughs> right, exactly. In, in front of it here. Exactly. Um, so luckily, uh, I'll just release these video segments out of order so it'll make total <laughs> sense. Uh, and then and this one will come like out here we first. we erased it. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just did. I just like Photoshop magic. Um, but yeah, Danny... Uh, you are a top uh, 150 ITC player. Oh, dude, I'm top 100 right now. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let me try that I again. I think I might even be top 50. I'm pretty close to it, or I was. Uh, you are a member of a top 20 ITC <laughs> team. That's true. We are. That is true. Yeah, FS Pro is yeah. 20th uh, in ITC right now. In this, Several of my scores actually count towards that. Several of your scores do, including your top scoring second in a GT. That's right. Yeah. Um, to, to kind of talk us through some of the tactics and changes you're going to look through for your army, uh, starting mm-hmm. today with Chaos Knights. So Chaos um, Knights. Chaos Knights, because Danny, you've had a Chaos Knight boner the size Man, of I the have... Maledictrix Victorium or whatever. <laughs> Maledictum Victorix? Oh, no, the Victorix card. It's a uh, vagicitis. The vagicitis. You've maledictum. Had the maledictum vagicil uh, all the way through. <laughs> and uh, speaking of that, so the Chaos Knights got some pretty good buffs in Engine War, and we did kind of talk about those a little yeah. bit. Um, like we have House Valtrex, uh, which is just, just getting it. It's Herpetrex. That's the name of that one. Herpes Trex? It's Herpetrex. Herpes, herpes Trex. Herpes Trex. Um, but like... Um, Chaos Knights got some cool households, and so that lets them kind of customize the rules a little bit. And keep in mind, like, all these rules are free. They're just additions to your to your army, so right. it just makes it a little bit better. Now, in general, armies in 9th edition that really rely on having, like, a low model count, high, like, toughness or uh, and damage output, like, knights, are probably going to have a harder time in this edition right. um, in general. So, like, just keep that in mind when you're thinking about these kinds of armies. You're, it, it might be a little bit tougher to play them, but... I think there's still some viability there. Because I think the Chaos Knights and Imperial Knights, mm-hmm. when you have that low model kind of where we're talking about how important it is to seize primary and kind of get all this other stuff, you're going to fall behind pretty quickly unless you're very... Like unit heavy. S- unit heavy or even specific about what you're doing and what your plan Correct. is. Correct. So like I think in general, Chaos Knights are more about denying your opponent kills 
and like or not deny sorry denying your opponent objectives or secondaries like if you can and then just getting as many points as you possibly can every single turn so there's several uh there's several units and stuff like that that i think that really help chaos knights i think one thing that is super overlooked right now is war dogs okay and like those so those are the armburger level knights that the chaos knights have um, I would take those over to the normal knights, like almost all the time. I feel like. Well, why do you think that is? Is that kind of more so, like the bodies over? First of all, it gives you more units to take objectives, so mm-hmm. you can run onto objectives fast. Because war dogs are fast; they're movement fourteen, um, and if they're infernal, you can take D three mortal wounds and boost its movement sixteen. And and from what we've seen from the missions that have come out in the book so far, fourteen inches gets you pretty much in every objective on the board. Fourteen right? inches gets you into a lot of places, John. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. I'm ten inches shy there, buddy. Oh, All right, so Fox Walker movement boy over here. <laughs> uh, so I think it's really important to concentrate on that. The other, the other advantage that those that the war dogs have is they actually are their line of sight is blocked with uh, uh, the obscuring terrain, right? Um, whereas the big knights aren't. So the big knights can be shot at through the terrain, but you can't shoot back at people, which is the big bummer. Um, so like, that's going to be a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow and at least initially, like not being able to shoot through, through that terrain. Um, so like with, with my chaos night lists, what I've tried to do is really, again, maximize the war dog count, minimize like the night despoiler, night rampager, um, the, uh, the, like the night tyrant, like the big knights. So typically speaking, I'm taking one or two big knights and then I'm taking the rest of my army as war dogs. So you have been kind of pushing around this list and kind of our team chat this past week about mm-hmm. a chaos knight list that kind of really excited you, which is what kind of led us to kind of be chaos knights this week here, yep. uh, or the, this episode even tell, tell us what that list is. Okay. Um, so the list that I've kind of, that I've been really looking at is, uh, and I've kind of refined it a little bit with some help from some of our other teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take a, a Knight Despoiler as my Warlord, and that just be like my big tough unit uh, that kind of sits sits back, and he'll be my Warlord, and I'll try and give him like the permanent 4-plus invulnerable save or whatever else. Um, uh, and he just kind of like sits in the back table and shoots, so I've given him a pair of... Uh, I've undecided whether it's a pair of Avenger Gatling Cannons or if I just want to do uh, one uh, Thermal Lance or Thermal... Uh, thermal cannon right and one avenger so between those two um and then i take uh uh nine war dogs <laughs> you said the little knights the they're, they're ready to go yeah so i've got uh two moriaxes with the twin lightning cannons uh two packs of uh uh oh no i guess it's 10 i think it's 10 Jeez. war dogs so you're right yeah. now promoting a chaos knight army list that has like 11 12 models in it there yep so it's uh, so two more axes with lightning locks, two of the ones with the siege claw, um, and then uh, five or six of the war dogs with a thermal uh, the thermal lance mm-hmm. and the, uh, the eagle. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the chain glaive. Uh, and so basically, the army kind of is pretty aggressive mm-hmm. and like gets in your opponent's face and tries to stop them from holding objectives, while the uh, the knights that can, the, the little knights that can kind of shoot a little bit better kind of hang back. In addition, if you play something like uh, uh, House Chromentus, um, they have a stratagem called Encircling uh, like Pack, which lets you outflank for one command point 
a unit of war dogs. So Which that could is be three war dogs. Really great considering that we see kind of the everything can outflank everything can reserve rule that we have right now. Yes. Where it's with like three to four CP to outflank them, and we'd have to wait until turn three to bring them on into kind of the spot you wanted them to. Exactly. And so they all come on close together, but that's okay because it's just a, like a show of force, and they can come in from the opponent's board edge on the second turn. Mm-hmm. So if your opponent doesn't screen out very well, you can really you can really hit them where it hurts. Um, and since it's a stratagem that gets used during deployment and not during the list building phase, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. And so it's kind of like a haha surprise, like these guys are out flanking now. Um, which can kind of throw your opponent off a little bit. So you say this list here, it wins by just being uber aggressive. Yep. Um, Even if you lose guys at the start, uh, as long as you keep pushing up towards those objectives and holding them, like that's what really counts. Um, and so it's got a couple of knights with the twin lightning locks, and those guys are great at like removing screens and stuff like that, so that the melee knights can really get in there and hit hard uh, against your opponents, uh, like bigger vehicles or things like that if they're screening with infantry. What are some kind of challenges you see with a list like this or with Chaos Knights in general uh, with this new edition coming in? So I think it's going to be tough. Like, I think you're sometimes going to get bottlenecked, and that's going to be really hard. Um, Because if your opponent can stop you from getting to the objectives, unless you can cut through your opponent very fast or, like, cut through them with shooting and then get into melee uh, and, like, get past the screen, that's going to be the difficult part of playing this army for sure. So if you're coming up against Chaos Knights uh, in, in your, your tournaments, your games of 9th mm-hmm. edition here, what are your tactics to kind of defeat this army? And, like, you have to try your best to, uh, like, limit their mobility, right? So blocking objectives is a big freaking deal, and objective secured is a big deal. So if you have one dude with an objective secured on an, on a, on a, uh, on an objective, like, your opponent can't take it from you unless they've taken a specific Warlord Trader Relic. So it's going to be really difficult for your opponent to. Uh, it's going to be really different, f- difficult from your opponent for your opponent to take objectives back from you once you've uh, once you've once you once you have them. If you're if you're if you're playing against Chaos Knights, so yeah, just rush forward, grab those objectives. Um, in about a month or so, here we're going to see like a massive Forge World rewrite. Uh, right. What are your hopes from that for for kind of Chaos? Knights? So assuming that the Moriaxes are still good, that'll be great. Um, I hope that the uh, uh, some of the other uh, Serastus Knights get a little bit better, um, but we'll just have to see how those points lay out. Um, like, of course, I always like the Atropos. I think he he plays pretty good in this environment because um, he, he's a real vehicle buster. Um, also, the oh god, what is the name of the knight? I've got I've got one. Gavin. Uh, <laughs> no, that's uh, uh, that's the White Claw. It, it can be both. It can be both. Um, <laughs> Uh, the knight with the, uh, oh God, never mind. Anyway, he's got a sword and he's got the Gatling cannon. He's pretty good. He shoots like 15 shots. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, strength seven minus two, two damage. And you can use infernal to boost it to strength eight minus two, three flat damage. And that's freaking gross. So it kind of in conclusion here, chaos knights in a little bit of a tough spot. Yeah. Um, but kind of trust in the, in the, in the small boys. I think, I think that's the way to play the army if you're going to play it. Uh, maybe one, two big knights uh, surrounded by kind of hordes of little armigers. Um, do chaos? And this is kind of my own ignorance here. Do, do they have something similar to the preceptor knight? They do. Uh, the knight's a spoiler, or uh, not to spoiler. It's uh, yeah, they do. It allows you to reroll ones for war dogs. Do, do, do you see that kind of having some play no. as kind of the main knight? No. Well, sorry. No, it's okay. Well, why? Why is he's that too there? many points for what he does, and his gun is really bad. All right. Sorry. No, it's okay. So I'm so, like, hey, why doesn't this guy work? And you're like, because he's really bad and expensive. 
He's got a D3 shot, strength 10, like high AP, uh, and I think it's D6 damage gun. Oh, and man. So You know when everything is random. It's just... It's just going to be real bad. It's going to yeah. be real bad. So you can rel- take a relic on him to get a to get three flat shots and minimum three damage on his gun. So you almost have to take the relic on him, which precludes him from taking a bunch of other really important stuff. So... No, great. Not great. But yeah, um, <laughs> so real quick faction focuses uh, on, uh-huh. on kind of ninth edition and kind of things to look at to make your army battle ready. Um, obviously, a coat of paint is the first part here. Absolutely. Uh, the second part for Chaos Knights, the rule to win, war dogs. Lots and lots of war dogs. I think war dogs are the way to go. Uh, we're going to be right back here uh, with something. Do you have a single wound? A standard bolt gun? Having trouble maintaining an acceptable Xenos kill count? Only barely over two meters tall? Maybe it's time to ask your lieutenant if the Rubicon Primaris is right for you. The Rubicon Primaris is a prescription process that helps you to update that tired look. You may notice an increase in your purging abilities after two to within two to four hours. You may experience loss of life, additional organs, and a points increase. Do not take the Rubicon if you plan on fitting into rhinos, drop pods, or other traditional vehicles. The Rubicon Primaris is not intended for second founding chapters. The Rubicon Primaris is for use on genetically enhanced super soldiers over the age of 800 only. You are encouraged to report negative side effects to your company's apothecary. The Rubicon Primaris. Because sometimes plot armor is just not enough. Oh man, we're we're back. We are again, back man. What a so back. What a bumper episode. When I, I list stuff out, it's way too much. <laughs> well, you know what? We give the people what they want. We do. Well, no, or we, wait, no, wait, we don't. no, we do. We, we do don't. the opposite. We keep of that. we keep recording. People keep saying stop. They're like stop. Please like please stop. My wife, uh, your wife. Yep. Same. Our families in general. <laughs> I mean, the people who make it through the first three minutes and 54 seconds of our YouTube videos, True. which is, I think, the average time. Oh, who knows? Um, but anyway, we, we're back for more. We are so um, back for more. We're here today to talk about Crusade. Um, Crusade. We are running a little long tonight, and we also came up with some really cool ideas of things we want to do for this in the future. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so we're going to kind of condense it a little bit here, and Danny is going to explain to us kind of the crusade system, which for us, which is weird because you're like top 100 ITC, top 20 ITC team, frequent RTT winner, frequent RT, uh, GT runner up. Um, <laughs> you are kind of like, uh, this is a very casual. Oh yes. Yeah, so, mode. So, but this is like my absolute favorite way to play the game. Like for real. I, Casually. I, yeah. No. And I like narrative campaigns. <laughs> Um, (laughs) uh, which may seem which may seem weird like i also like competitive stuff but i I really like playing narrative games i think it's really it's like especially when both of our armies are really are painted well like that makes it makes sure so much and your army is painted well oh thank you um but yeah so danny and i uh, as part of kind of our podcast stuff and then as, as part of the 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 growing realization that uh, Danny is like the only person outside of my family that I interact with in any regular basis. <laughs> that is true. Um, is sadly, very true. Yeah, it was like, I was like thinking about that. I was like, uh, outside of my family, I think you were the only person I see on any kind of frequent basis. Um, but we're going to start playing a lot more games and we're going to be using the crusade system to do it. We're going to be playing power level 
Yep. Um, and we're going to be advancing our Necron versus Death Guard story. Correct. Um, to kind of get get going there. And I'm very excited about it. I'm so hyped. Because yeah. I made my list. Like, and I sent it to you. I was like, here, this is what I'm thinking about for my list. And then after I did that, I looked around and I saw, like, these pile of, like, power fist, plasma gun, like, play champions. champions. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I need one of them. Oh, I can take those guys, and they don't cost any extra than just a bolt gun it's, champion. It, it's free. It's it's free. Yeah. So, uh, which is great. Uh, I think that stuff is really cool. It adds flavor to your units. It's nice to have some a couple extra toys to play around with. Oh, of course, playing yeah. Necrons, I don't get anything like that. No, so. no. Yeah, after I send that, I'm like, wait, Necrons have zero upgrades. So I probably <laughs> shouldn't send that. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so uh, when you start your create for- Crusade Force, the very first thing that you do is you uh, you choose your faction, right? Right. So it's like Chaos, Imperium, Eldari, Necrons, whatever. So check. Check. We got that done. All right. Next, you make your order of battle. And so the order of battle is like the pool of units that you'll initially be able to draw from for your games. So these all start at 50 power level. Um, So uh, uh, you build 50 power level worth of units. I don't think there's very many restrictions on that. No, it's very hard to do, though. I was surprised, like, how hard it was to restrict to 50 power level. (laughs) So I did it pretty easy. I just took the contents of the Indominus box, and that added up to 48 power level. Uh, And then I'm going to add another Scarab Swarm. So I've got three units of of three Scarabs. Right. And then for me, like, I, I looked around, and I'm like, I, I've just painted up six death shrouds. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, cool, I'll take those. But those are, like, if I took oh, all six, God. 22 power level. Yeah, and I'm like, dang. I can't have half of my available force be two units of death shroud. What you could do is take one unit for, like, 11 or however much. And then they kind of grow it later, right? Yeah, you can actually add to them later on. For sure. Um, but In I, fact, you can even add to them initially if you want to. But I've been burned uh, in previous narrative stuff where we're slow growing things. We're going, like, too specialized, too heavy, oh, too sure. early. That's fair. Um, so what I picked, uh, I have a Chaos Lord because mm-hmm. I have that rad chaos. And this is kind of my thinking mind stuff, by the way. Sure. I have that rad Chaos Lord model from yeah, the, really the, cool. the, Jap- the Japanese Death Guard set. Uh-huh. Uh, I picked a Malignant Playcaster because... Because hell yeah. Hell yeah. You got to have a Psyker in there. It's it's, it's Death Guard. They, they hate Psykers. Um, Plague Marines. Got to have those guys. They nice. are actually power level wise ridiculously cheap. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty low power level. Um, so like they're seven power level, very fluffy for a five man unit. To increase that to I think ten is like another three power level. Oh wow, okay, that's pretty good. So it's like ten power level for two units, and that's because the Plague Marine Squad at five can take all those special weapons. Right, that's why they cost seven to start with. Right, which absolutely makes sense. So mm-hmm. I have two squads of Plague Marines. Each is exactly the same. I have uh, the champion with a plasma gun and a power fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two blight launchers. I have one plague flail and then six bolter guys nice. in each squad. And that's both squads exactly the same. Um, and then I have a unit of 20 pox walkers. Okay. Those guys are pretty cheap, uh, like pretty ridiculously cheap, actually. Sure. Uh, and then I have a blight, uh, blight hauler. Uh, Plague Burst Crawler, sorry. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, just little vehicle action. Yeah. Little, little vehicle action uh, gives me a little bit of indirect fire support. That's true. Um, and kind of fill the gap that I didn't really have. The big surprising thing for me was that Terminators are so expensive. I'm They're like, very expensive. Everything I want to do. Oh, I have a Plague Surgeon too. Nice. Uh, just kind of like hang around beside the, the Plague Marines. Um, but yeah, Terminators are like 14 power level for five Blight Lords. Dang. Uh, 11 power level for three Death Shroud. And like, I, I get it because the Death Shroud, like they can intercept so much damage from my characters. 
the Blight Lords, kind of going off of what you were saying, they have so many weapon options. They really do. They have like um, a ton of different I, options. I totally get it. Uh, but trying to find a way to kind of get 20, I was like, oh, maybe I'll take Mortarian. But 24 power level. Uh, maybe later, John. Maybe maybe later, John, I'll take that. Uh, but I wanted to take kind of a nice random thing. The only thing I'm sad about is I didn't fit a Demon Prince in. And I was okay. really tempted to kind of take out the Chaos Lord and the Malignant Playcaster to take just one Demon Prince because the Death Guard Demon Prince I have is like just... He looks really cool. He looks great. And I love that model and his, his stupid kind of bloated chin sack. I, thing. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, but later, like that's going to be T- like testicle a, chin. a later edition for sure. But that's my 50 power level forces. The tank, uh, two units, play Marines. I, I built it in a way that it works as a battalion. Okay. Uh, because I feel kind of that's, that's a good starting point for any army. Fair enough. Um, so the first thing that we get, in addition to the 50 power level of units to create your order of battle, you also get five requisition points. Okay. Um, so requisition points can be spent on a, on a bunch of different things. Uh, like, like you don't start with a warlord trait on your, on your warlord. Oh, you uh, how, do, to, how do I acquire arch contaminator? <laughs> you spend one, uh, requisition point and then that character gets that warlord trait. Um, so, which is great, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can also spend one for a relic. Um, you can spend one for a specialist reinforcement, which allows you to take one of your stratagems on a character for free. Oh, wow. So, and that lasts the whole campaign. So once you spend that, it lasts the whole campaign. So for like my plague surgeon, if mm-hmm. I want to do like the sons of Mortarian reroll ones and twos. Yep. One reinforcement point, whole campaign. I'm good. Yep. And also you're going to have to pick your, uh, uh, like your sub faction, so like you'll have to pick like your Death Guard house, and I'll have to pick my uh, uh, like my dynasty, uh, my dynasty yeah, for for Necrons mm-hmm. uh, before the game starts, uh, and that'll be noted on the roster. Okay, so like just just keep that in mind when you're making your list. Um, if you want to do multiple detachments or something weird, I don't know. Um, you can uh, let's see here. You can use fresh recruits, and that lets you add more models to a squad. Okay. So, like, if you want to have, like, 15 Plague Marines in one of your units, you can spend one, uh, uh, you can spend one. That's really uh, good. Yeah. And then that also, uh, uh, it'll cost, like, more Crusade points and things like that if they have, like, battle honors and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Um, but so, if you were to have, like, three Death Shroud, yeah. you spend one point and you would get three more? Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, but remember that you're probably not going to be playing with all of your units at every game. That's fair. That's fair. So, like, it just lets you kind of surreptitiously increase your uh, your unit sizes. Um, increase supply limit is something that you can do as well. Um, so this is one uh, point as well, and this le- this increases your uh, uh, your supply limit by five power. Um, so you'll be able to play with five more. You'll be able so to fifty five power level. You'll be able of- to have fifty five power level. Yeah. Uh, and then you have uh, rearm and resupply. This lets you change a unit's equipment. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have repair and recuperate, which lets you uh, get rid of a battle scar. Okay. And then there's psychic meditations, which lets you change your psychic powers. Oh, because that's locked from the start. Correct. Ooh, that's that's spicy right there. So you gotta you gotta choose good ones. Oh man, cloud of flies. No, it's a stratagem. Shh. It's fine. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I death guard. You can also spend one uh, requisition point to add a warlord trait to a character. So it's not just your warlord; it's also other characters. So I could have, yeah, both characters could have, mm-hmm. even so, if they're not your warlord. So it looks like, like out of the bat for me, uh, I'm spending like three requisition points on like the warlord trait, a relic, and then making my plague surgeon permanently reroll ones and twos. Sure. Um, I'm not really sure what I want to use with like, mine yet. And I'm like not. for me, I don't. 
I think I want to keep a bank of them. Like I could spend the I other definitely two. want to keep at least one in the right. bank to get rid of a battle scar if right. I if I acquire one. Um but I might I don't know. I might just spend them all and just kind of I was going to say I free ball definitely it. need to hold back for battle scars. <laughs> <laughs> so. I want some battle scars on my units. <laughs> oh, you do. I do. Cuz I think it's fun. Yeah. Um but it's it's a really in-depth system. Um and I know kind of like looking through the stuff one of our our listeners um uh, Matthew has started one with his wife, like a uh, mm-hmm. campaign, like yep. everything he went through. And it, and it sounds a lot of fun. And like after I read his stuff, like I said, I bought us like this battle journal so we could kind of keep a log of everything because right. there's a lot of note keeping when it comes to this here. I'm really looking forward to when they add this feature to the app. Yeah, like a, a digital <laughs> tracking. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that, that would be like super, super cool. The app, of course, available yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah, correct. Which I'm very excited. I'm going to like flex, I think, just screenshot that I have purchased a subscription when it has nothing. and just Absolutely. Like, yeah, I'm just going to buy it, man. Yeah, I'm just going to buy it. And I'm going to send a video on our, our Facebook page of me throwing $4 in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me. It's perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so why? Okay, so we've gone over kind of like the base rules in the army construction. You have the Indominus box. Yep. Um, I have my uh, every special ability ever Plague Marine uh, <laughs> faction. Um, why, are, why are we fighting? Oh, so what's like the narrative yeah, yeah, what's behind the narrative our world? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I haven't thought of it yet. Do you want me to do a write-up on it? Because I totally will. Hell yeah, do a okay, write-up cool. on it. All right, you're going to have to, I'll, I'll ask you for some information after this, and then I'll write up a little yeah, blurb. But- would be, would be the Gavin. name. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. that your is that your general's name? Gavin. <laughs> oh god. Is he Hasidic? Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> um, oh dude. <laughs> but yeah, like so yeah, do a little write up. Uh we'll get it in here. Next episode, uh we're gonna present our armies and we're yeah, gonna talk a little sure. bit about our stuff. And I think even by then we'll probably have a game again uh, too. I think so. Um I do have a, a wonderful game lined up for Sunday. Oh, nice. Some, some custodies. Oh, against nice. uh, Mr. Joshua's custodies. Oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, so so we'll see how uh, Mortarian does. <laughs> Probably surprisingly well. Surprisingly I, well. I think he's going to do well. A small army uh, with Mortarian surrounded by six Death Shroud. Oh. Um, I feel he's going to be just fine. <laughs> Well, good luck, sir. Just, just stay okay. Yeah, I hope so. Um, so, yeah, uh, we are super excited for Crusade. Let us so know. Excited, are you guys yeah. excited for Crusade? I, I think you should be. Uh, it really plays into well. It's a really thought-out system, and it's it's a lot of fun for kind of two people to have reasons kind of come together, and especially now when there isn't tournaments right. um, and there there isn't necessarily the social gatherings. If you have like one or two close people that you're, you're hanging out with, especially a lot, you now have a reason to come together to finish this campaign and kind of get the story started. So we're going to start our story and we're going to share it with you. For uh, sure. Please share your story with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell us about your games. Tell us about your games and we'll steal them for content. Hell yeah. Oh man, we're back, which can only mean one thing Boosh. in this one time that we've done this segment. Yeah. I repurposed this music for YouTube comments. Oh no. <laughs> because it, of course, of it course makes you did. it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Danny and I we're gonna go through some of the comments we received from our wonderful videos on YouTube. Um, if you're dumb enough to watch them, thank you. We, we appreciate that. <laughs> we do appreciate it. Uh, and if you're dumber enough to comment on them, thank Ooh. you for interacting with us. <laughs> Which, again, as we said previously, our own families don't want to do. Oh. 
The uh, people at the rehab center are like fucking done with me, man. Heck no. Uh, so we have a couple comments here from uh, the worst character in 40K, the Avatar of Kane, a video oh, we uploaded yeah, last okay. week. Sure. Uh, the the reply from here from Spud56465. Uh, this hurts my silly elf soul enough that I might need to put it in a rock. Womp womp. Womp womp. Sorry, yeah. Spirit Stone. Sorry, Spirit Stone. Yeah, you're wasted with that soul. Because yeah. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. not going into the infinity circle. Nope, it is not. And then uh, we have Ace Tracker, uh, 1988. Uh, not that it matters now, but I was pissed when Chapter Approved 2019 didn't reduce his points cost. When he's a Chaos Demon Prince, is basically better in every way and cheaper. Spicy, but true. Spicy. <laughs> that is very, very, very true. Uh, from our last podcast, uh, episode 138, uh, so long and thanks for all the jank, uh, we mm-hmm. have uh, Arch did nothing wrong. From our favorite 8th edition memories, um, we have, again, Spud coming back in and commenting, I think my favorite single memory in 8th edition was early on having a shadow sword pop off and do 89 wounds to one <laughs> very briefly confused Moloch. <laughs> See ya. And he said, there's no kill like catastrophic overkill. <laughs> That's true. I agree. Nice uh, job. That's so, a lot so of wounds. I obviously very maturely responded with, uh, that Moloch is now a fine paste. <laughs> or mist. And he said, paste, I think that poor fellow went from solid to vapor. Yeah. Or maybe even plasma. He jumped to at least one state of matter. Fucking sublimated him. <laughs> um... And then on that same thing, uh, for, for our favorite 8th edition memory, someone replied with, thank you, mistress. Uh, no. No, thank you, mistress. No. No, just just no. <laughs> we're we're going to go more away from that. Um, saying goodbye. All right, agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, popular videos, uh, we did release our Chaplain Dreadnought video. Oh, um, man. What a fantastic What a fantastic video. Art. It, it was art, and it did receive quite a few replies here. Um uh, prolapse panda uh which <laughs> for one okay hold on great name great, great name just great youtube name right there i said he was buying more recast out of spite uh they could have killed a robot and no one would have cared a robot but no one would have cared but the mighty chappy dread you kidding death of an icon apparently icon is now something that's popular for three to six months before a worldwide pandemic I thought an icon was just an upgrade to a Chaos Space Marine squad. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that works too. Um, uh, we have a poor one out for this homie from Josh LaRue. Fair. Uh, a lot of people actually, um, part of that video, I put some Chinese script in there. Um, <laughs> just kind of a little joke saying like attributing it to Alibaba, which yeah, is yeah. like a popular recast site. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh, should Dang Yu Shun Yo, uh, who managed to translate, oh no, my sales, uh, which is what the Chinese uh, transcripts had right there. Which was great. That was a good touch, Which was huh? just fantastic. Chef's kiss. Um, chef's yeah. Uh, Ryan Ong said, why are they so badly painted? OMG. Um, to that, all I can say is you're probably just playing gray plastic. Uh, it's. Yeah. I crowdsourced a bunch of Chaplain Dreadnought pictures yep. from our friends on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, they're not all Golden Demon standard, um, yep. but they are better than the majority of mine. To be fair, they're probably painted to a tournament standard and not like a That's fair. top standard. Uh, <laughs> as, as I explained here in my reply, we crowdsourced pictures of them from listeners, and regardless of skill level, they look way better than an armless 20-year-old Forge World picture. Very true. Very true. Um, uh, can I get an F for my winged boy? 
dude, dude, yeah, just big, big F. No, you can't because screw them. <laughs> uh, they were they were awful. They were they were terrible, terrible things. It was not good for the game. Um, Sergio, uh, from our last episode, uh, thanks for all the jank. Uh, oh. Audio for Glacial Geek was just awful, man. Uh, love your guys' podcast though. Uh, to that, all I can say is. <laughs> I blow a hole in you with my corrections and omissions. Oh. Yeah, I fucked up the audio for for that episode. That was entirely on me. Uh, Phil the Glacial Geek sent us a beautifully clean audio track uh, of his side of the conversation. Correct. Um, I was unable to get it to sync through my own. It failings. was really, it was really hard. It was, it was very hard. Uh, Danny said, "Watch me struggle for 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 at like, least five minutes. At least five <laughs> minutes." So I apologize. I, I, if you guys want comment below, I will absolutely release just Phil's audio by himself. Yeah, you can listen to him, and you can just listen to him. You can and sync I, it up yourself. It's a fill DIY in the blanks. Interview. It's like it's like have a conversation with Phil. Um, that's what I do by yourself. Yeah, uh, that, that's all good. Sometimes in the shower. Uh, Fourteen dead soul. <laughs> Uh, replied, uh, damn, I knew you guys were assholes, but letting your opponent pick gangbusters when you know he can't score against your <laughs> army is peak sportsmanship. <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion. This is, this is what Mr. Randall Sands replying here. Uh, what was the name of the person? Uh, 14 dead soul. Oh, okay. um, I will say in my defense, I didn't really, I mean, at the time, again, as I am a top 3000 ITC player, so highly, <laughs> I don't really pay attention to what my opponent picks. Uh, cause I'm trying to focus on what my psychic powers are and what other kind of janky shit I'm trying to do. True. Um, and then it was only halfway through term one when he was like, yeah, I did this. Oh, you can't score that. But it has made me realize that I need to pay attention to be a better opponent because it really wasn't fair for me. Uh, to allow him to continue with gangbusters. But so far, it has provided me with around two, three years of content so far. No, at least a year. It's been a good solid year of content. Yeah. Uh, well, when your opponent steps up to the table and says stuff like, well, I think I'm going to wipe out your army by about turn three. Like, you know, typically that's going to Oh, yeah, he did do elicit, that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of going to elicit a different response than if somebody's like, hey, nice to meet you. Um, our last episode as well, I put a little bit about how Warhammer might not be for everyone. Uh, if, yep. you're, if you're a racist asshole, it's not for you. Uh, someone said, um, uh, you recently found you all, you're very, uh, one of the very few podcasts that are entertaining. So you're wrong right away. <laughs> Sorry, um, you just discredited yourself entirely. Yep. So and they said, although that opening blindsided me, where did that come from? Uh, just kind of our personal views on, yep. on, on how people should be. Is, take, is really... take, it, take it or leave it as what it is. If you like us, you like us. If you don't, if you I don't, mean, that's okay. That's okay. Everyone can have good taste and bad taste. Yeah, sure. And if you like us, it's real bad taste. Yeah, sorry. Um, oh, some feedback from our 8th, uh, 9th edition 40K, getting started building your army list. Um, BB said, breathe, man, breathe. You keep taking massive inhales of that mic. Was that me? I think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's I am a big, big time mouth breather, so um, sorry about that. I did reply with all the excitement of 9th edition, though. I, very, I get up. very excited I, sometimes. I'm, I'm a hype man. That's, that's all I can do. Yeah. Uh, and then last one here from our Ultramarine movie commentary track that we played okay. out. Yeah. We had like three or so split into different parts. Don't watch them. They're not great. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, we or have do a, please watch them please yeah give us those youtube cents we're like just mm, yeah i need to buy that three-year-old ebay plastic from a 20-year-old model um <laughs> he just said i just realized abnitz crozier uh, is basically what the new judicare hourglass is oh and gw did release their lore saying the judicare are chaplains in training oh that's cool so maybe in the ultramarine movie um 
he he just kind of was kind of halfway like almost a real chaplain but but not no quite. i don't i don't buy it it's bullshit um that, that's absolute bullshit <laughs> but that, that, that's what it is but yeah that has been our youtube comments hell yeah comment on this video we'll read it out uh make fun absolutely. of us absolutely please uh, do we yeah please do we have very weak personalities and I, I i do cry quite easily john's thin is so skin my skin is so, so thin so yeah i've been the one drinking tonight too it's just like what the heck <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh boy but yeah that has been kind of youtube comments and um, we'll be right back Oh man, so I'm so excited for this ending. I'm not even recording video of this part here. This is just going to be like our little segment. Also, oh. I've done like a bunch already, so I'm, we're good. Okay. Hey, uh, we have uh, a Patreon where we beg for money from people who are stupid enough to listen to it's us. It's amazing. Um, yeah, Mob Rules. Uh, we're an adult content thing, though, so you can't find us by searching easily, apparently. <gasps> That's fine. Sad. We probably don't deserve it. But if, if you just want to message John or I, we'd be happy to provide oh, you with a link to it. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um, but we do uh, grant uh, lifetime access to our Discord to anyone who, who is uh, stupid enough to give us money. Yep. Um, and so even just a dollar. Even just a dollar. Uh, so we're going to go through some of the stuff that's happened in our Discord uh, in the past two weeks and reuse this amazing music. <laughs> hey, uh, Voltanus teased us by telling us that he won a game by being tabled before getting a single turn. Man, that's great. And then absolutely refused to explain how. But then he did. Did he? Yeah. How did he do it? Oh, so the guy he played against wiped him out with uh, by cheating. <laughs> and so the judge came over and DQ'd his opponent, and then he won the game. Beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Landers gave us the lowdown on Chapter Approved 2020, um, as well as kind of the puzzling layout of the, the Crusade Journal. Oh, yeah, um, that was great. Yeah, the past couple of days, Landers, uh, a store employee, kind of showed us some wonderful pictures mm-hmm. um, of kind of getting the Indominus boxes in and the, the amazing layout of Chapter Approved, which has made me even more hyped I'm to very get hyped. it. Very excited about it. Um, Seth. I uh, lived in a world where a grot costs five points. <laughs> and he was very sad about it. He's very sad, as we all should be. Um, Vec joined Madness. Uh, we have a new p- Patreon. Oh, yeah, Vec, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Peter. Yeah. Quick, quickly regretted it. That's okay. Welcome aboard. <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry, man. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, one of my favorite channels in that Discord, The Salt Mine. Uh, oh, yeah, that's good Overflowed one. with just hatred for Indominus scalpers. Oh, uh, yeah. Jumped down those guys really, really quickly. Have you, so I saw a guy like parting out a box uh, on uh, like a 40k trade sale group for like a good price too. I thought they were reasonable, yeah. but people fucking got livid Just about destroyed it. Destroyed him. Yeah, he had like 200 comments or something like that, and most of them were like, "You're a fucking asshole." Yeah, like dude, that. he wanted what uh, 125 dollars for the marine hat, something like that. that was, it was pretty reasonable for what it yeah. was, and you could buy the pieces individually. Yeah. That was with everything added together. Yeah, give mm. me a break. Uh, Tion135 started their crusade campaign. 
nice. uh, and kind of told us about it. And he shared a kind of a narrative, kind of bolter porn story he wrote behind the whole thing, which turned out to be like super good. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I was excited I about it. that there. And then also our hobby channel. Uh, oh, we have man. a hobby channel on our Discord. Gangbusters. It is the single best hobby channel in any Discord ever. It is the most supportive productive, amazing group you could ever find. I'm very happy about it, yeah. Very happy about it. Every single person pretty much in that channel is going to have a fully painted army at all times because so. of, of like the, the amount of effort they're putting in there. Which is um, awesome. Which is awesome. And that is kind of our, our Discord and highlights. Mm-hmm. It's It's been pretty good. And exactly the same length of two of those tracks that I just pushed through. <laughs> <laughs> and you can join our Discord anytime by, again, donating to our Patreon. Yeah, just donate and then cancel. Uh, yeah, that's fine. If you cancel, if you leave, you don't go away. Like that's way too much. Like yeah, we're not gonna. I don't like, even. Dude, I don't have time. For I don't even shit. edit this podcast. I'm really gonna go through <laughs> our Patreon list and figure out who is still. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, yeah, enjoy yourself. Uh, yep, for sure. Um, yeah, and it just gains you access to like the podcast a couple of days early. Uh, every week we let you know what's coming up in the following podcast, mm-hmm. and you're also the first guys that we ask questions about what you want to talk about. Yep. Uh, Danny, what else do you want to talk about? <sighs> Man. Um. I miss playing 40K in public. Hell I miss yeah. being in public in general. Um, <laughs> Truly. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, but otherwise, I don't I don't have a ton to add. Yeah. Um, I'm happy where that, like, both John and I have been making significant hobby progress. So like much. The last little bit here, which has been awesome. I love that we saw the, the 10 battle points for uh, Fully Painted Army, and we didn't balk at it. We were just like, we took it as a challenge rather than a uh, yeah. rather than a detriment. Um, and I'm very excited to kind of start playing. And, like, it was really nice because when I made my Crusade list for my 50 power level, I'm uh-huh. playing against you. Like, my first thought wasn't, like, the, the GT level. Okay, should I have all the stuff to paint? I looked at myself. I was like, oh. Two champions. Cool. Yep. And that kind of came from the past month uh, or, or so since we've had the rules and kind of had this knowledge mm-hmm. of me just painting random shit. So so I have all of this random stuff that's just good to go. Dude, I know. It's it's great. I'm I'm very I'm very excited to play uh some games uh in this new uh within this new style. Like I'm in like it's it's kind of the style that I really enjoy the most and I'm very I'm very excited about it. Yeah. So we're excited to 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 play socially responsibly. Um, both Danny and I now have great looking armies. Um, I think for me sticking to just a keyword death card has been so helpful for me this past month. For sure. Uh, Cause now I'm just painting random shit. That's just like, okay, cool. Like as soon as I paint my entire kind of death card backlog, I'm going to go buy Mortarian. Um, nice. kind of like up. a reward for yourself. It's a reward for you getting through like my whole backlog. And then awesome. I'm going to buy uh, three more blight haulers. So I have nine total because I oh, think yeah. that list is going to be annoying as shit. It's going to be really annoying. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the demon prince with the four plus plus relic. Like uh, an arch out. contaminator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be gross. <laughs> very, very excited about that. Maybe uh, deep strike some death shroud around him. So he gets oh, an extra attack. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> I got plans, but I got a backlog to work through first. That's uh, right. Be sure to check out all of the other great podcasts on the Rogue Trader Network. Absolutely. Um, Danny recorded a great two-hour session with him. The YouTube uh, video of that two-hour session talking about Ninth Edition is available on our website uh, or our YouTube even. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Dangly Boys. Yep. Uh, now with a girl too. Uh, so the, <laughs> it's a not very progressive or PC of them. The Dangly, dangly, the dangly folks. Dangly gender neutral collective. <laughs> the, the Dangly Collective uh, is, is part of our Rogue Trader Network as is the NZ40 Shabal. <laughs> um, and the, the High Lords of Terra too. Uh, I like maybe 
40 Cristal. <laughs> <laughs> Because Bartosh really seems like a champagne kind of guy. He sure does. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so a couple of really great podcasts. If you yep. enjoy us, you absolutely will enjoy those guys. Even if you have to force yourself to listen to, to some of them. like you do with us. Yeah. Exactly. So, so a bunch of great uh, content out there to fill that forty k gap to yep. scratch that itch. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. We're gonna be back uh, episode one forty. Wow. It's a round number. It's crazy. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, five years now, actually, at the end of the month, uh, I've been doing this podcast. That's crazy, man. That is insane. It's people have listened <laughs> for, for five <laughs> for years. Five years. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Let me just double check here. Oh, perfect. We're on the right thing. I'm not doing the fart song uh, for the intro. That's the mob rules. I've been John. I've been Danny. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>